stuff so much better than mine. But I heard him say several times, I already told you about if he, you know, if the Lord impressed on his heart to preach on hell, he, he just hated to preach on hell because heaven was so good. He just hated to do that. Boy, just had to wrestle with that. Well, this morning, you know, it's not on hell, really. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it, it, it's, it was on, it's on something a little delicate right here. But I believe the Lord has finally kind of got in the spirit what he wants to get done in our spirit. And as Kaylee sang that last song, Open up the eyes of my heart, Lord, because I want to see you. And the only way that we can see God is through a heart. The only way we can worship God is, is through a heart. And, uh, and then with, with the mouth, your confession is made, but with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. The Bible says, so it, it, God, God deals with the heart. God deals with, with the reason why that you're here this morning. The reason why that we give, the reason why that we sing. You know, we could just go join along and sing, but what's the reason behind it? Because we're just so blessed. Well, here in, in uh, Acts chapter 5, I want to just go on and read some verses 1 through 15 and set this up about, about God dealing with people because of the heart. Listen to these verses. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira his wife sold a possession and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, she knew about it, and bought a certain part and, and laid it at the apostles' feet and and Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back a part of the price of the land? Whilst it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was, was it not in thine own power? And why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart that thou hast not lied unto men but to God? And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. And great fear came upon all that, that heard these things. The young men arose, uh, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. And it was about a space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. And Peter answered unto her, Tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And see, she said, Yea. Uh, for that amount, for so much. Then Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. And then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her forth, buried her by her husband. And great fear come upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people and they were all in one accord at Siloam's porch. And of the rest, does no man join himself to them. Dared not to join that. But the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on the beds and, and, on, and the couches, that at the least of the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. 
Now, I, I don't think this is a good way of folks dying to break out and have a revival or, or add to the church or, uh, or to create an uh, uh, outreach ministry to get more people. But we see in God's Word there that after these two fell dead, uh, the Spirit of the Lord then broke plumb out. And the church was added to, and people were coming and being saved, and people were being healed, and all this was going on. Now, uh, now I, I, I don't want to tell you what was going on with all this. What was going on is, is people were bringing things to the church. They was doing that in a way because there was a lot of people in need at that time. And so it was a mighty move of God, and so what they done, they were just bringing things to the church maybe that they didn't need, or they were just bringing surplus of things that, you know, God done blessed them with them more than, more than what they needed, and they just wanted to make sure the church had plenty so they could disperse however they needed to. Now, to bring this, now that's what was going on. That's why this scripture was. And so uh, Ananias and Sapphira has come, and they have brought something, and they are lying about it. They, they, they're just lying about it. And matter of fact, the scripture was talking, uh, uh, they was asking a question to them like, it was yours to do what you wanted to with. You know, you didn't have to do, you know, it was not mandated that you bring so much, but why did you lie about it? Why did you say that, that you're doing maybe more than what we think we ought to be doing? And that, that's what was causing the problem. And I guess the message that I want to get out to you now is, it, it doesn't matter, that's what was going on at this point, but we don't, we don't never need to monkey around or play around with the Spirit of God. Because God, as we know, is all-knowing about everything anyway. I mean, we got to wise up to the deal that He knows your heart. He knows why you're sitting here, and you, and you may leave here and, and feel good about it, and you may get in your truck, and you may think, man, I'm doing good. But I want you to just think for just a minute about an all-knowing God that when you say that, the very moment that you say that, that Becky, we, we've got a God in heaven that knows everything. He, he knows the intent of your heart. And, 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 and we don't need to play with that. And we sin that we don't need to play with that. Now, as I give you a little something to go along with this here, some of you are going to know and some of you won't know that uh, we know that the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these other things will be added to you. Now, the only thing I can relate to this going on right here, what had happened before they had brought and lied to the Holy Ghost and wound up dead, is a story that I've told you about my friend Don Williams. Well, Don's house, when I would go by there to get horses shot or whatever, if I was going to get him to go somewhere and we was going to make a hospital visit or whatever, he went with me to preach a lot. And so his house just stayed open all the time. It was open to everything. I mean, you'd be in there and here come a coon walking through a hole in his deal. And I, I remember him having a tarpoleum. He, he went on to be with the Lord a few months ago. But I, I remember he had a... He had a a lot of shingles out there and stacks of shingles. I could see that and me being the carpenter. I said, Donna, we need to roof your house or whatever. Brother Eddie, I ain't decided what I want to do with that yet. So he had thrown a tarp, some tarps over his house. And so everywhere I would go, I'd tell folks, I said, you don't really need to shingle your house, really. Just go buy you a good tarpoleum. I got a friend of mine. It's worked for him for 15 years. 
Just get some concrete block and tie it down good and tight. Don't worry about it. It'll be all right. I'm telling you, it's been there. It's done frills around the edges, real, real fringy like, you know, but it, it, I, I said, does it not leak? He said, ain't never leaked. I said, well, ain't that amazing? People got brand new roofs on that's leaking. But Don, I, I, knew, uh, I knew where he had got this from. I'd heard something about it from a friend, Ricky Keel. And, uh, and so I, when I went in his house one day, he had it in some track or something playing on this kingdom principles. And what the kingdom principle was that they was doing a Bible study on, that, that everything belongs to you, belongs to me, and everything belongs to me, belongs to you. And, you know, and, and they were just bringing storm doors and just, I mean, there was stuff all around in that church, all around the walls. It may be a suit of clothes. I, I don't know all the extent, but I did know about it. And so anyway, I knew Don was all wrapped up in this kingdom stuff. And so I'm not going to try to tell the whole story, but he was shooing a horse for me. And, uh, and, uh, and, I, and the subject come up or something, and he said, you know how he would come up and he'd do like that? And, and he'd say, Brother Eddie, it don't make no difference, man. Whatever's mine is yours, and whatever's yours is mine. It all belongs to the kingdom. Well, I was riding uh, horses, and I was having kids to come over on Tuesday or Thursday night. I don't remember the night, but I had more horses than what I had saddles. And so he had already, I knew he was real proud of the saddle that he had in the shop. And I said, well, praise God. That works good for me. And we was building this church at the time. And so there's another guy sitting there. So, Chad, I just picked up the saddle and I said, so whatever is yours is mine and whatever mine is yours and I need this saddle and that's good enough. And I took the saddle and put it in the back of the truck. I left with it. This guy's looking like, you ain't gonna let this nut carry you, carry your saddle off, are you? And so late one night at a horse show, Don never went and and so he was with another guy that was with us, and they went to his horse sweat, and he was taking a saddle off, and Don scratching his head. Jonathan, my friend, said when he finally got in the truck, he said, man, can I ask you something? He said, where did you get that saddle? said, that's a Sanchez saddle. said, you just don't see them saddles nowhere. And Jonathan said, Don, I don't have a clue about that saddle, really. He said, all I know is... Before, let me back up a minute. My friend Pete liked the saddle. He, I got the saddle from Don. I used the saddle. My friend Pete, one day, we need the ice machine here at the church. And, you know, and so the ice machine was about five or six thousand dollars. I don't know what it was. And Pete says, I'm going to give the church a brand new ice machine, but you're going to give me that saddle. I said, it's a Don deal. It's just kingdom stuff anyway. So now I'm going to get you to the story of where Don's helping this guy, Jonathan. Now Pete has done sold or traded a saddle to this Jonathan guy. So now I'm bringing you to that story. And Jonathan said, all I know is, Don, it's a kingdom saddle. That's all I know. And so you can see Don. He just stole something on the dash, and he said, that Eddie Martin, he done sold that saddle. He said, well, anyway, I told him the story. That, that's as close as I can get to you from the principle of what was going on. But what went on was when you start bringing in God into the picture, it's got to be a thing that's done from your heart. It's got to be a thing that if you're going to do something, if you're going to worship on this stage, you're going to sing on the stage, 
You're going to be a door greeter at the door. The Bible said, I'd rather be a gatekeeper in, in the house of the Lord and deal in the tents with the wicked. And uh, Brother Ray was a little later this morning what he normally is. And I just got all over him. I said, Brother Ray, I didn't know how I was going to make it. Man, I've been waiting on you since 730. I'm glad you finally got here. But anyway, but all that you do, if you're going to work in the nursery, you're going to work in vacation Bible school, look here, the worst thing can happen is you can get somebody that ain't doing it out of the heart. That don't have a vision of the reason why they're doing it and why they're here. And so we know all through the Bible, it talks about things that uh, sometimes we, uh, we, we, we think about, we, we need to get saved maybe. We're we in church and I don't know, I just don't, I just don't feel the way that I need to feel. And I, a lot of times it ain't that you need to get saved. You just need to get serious about the things of the Lord. And so in Luke 6, 45, it says these words. It says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart, whatever's, whatever's real in that heart, is what, is what you're going to speak because so when Kaylee sang that song that we just practiced and Lord, just look into the eyes of my heart, Lord, because I, I want to see you. I, I want to dine with you. And, uh, and in 1 Peter, it says these things and you think about these people in the church. They, they were, we, we would call them saved folks. They was, they, they was in the church. And, uh, and most time in the church, uh, uh, you're not going to have any trouble with the outside. It's going to be folks in the church, uh, in a family a lot of times, in funerals. Well, I, I go just to minister to the family, and already they fighting and feuding about who's going to get what. It's just amazing. I covered up a grave one day. We had just buried a man, and the family was waiting around. None of them ever offered to help me with the shovel. It was hot summertime. I, I remember all about it, and they said, we, we hear about the reading of the wheel. I said, I don't read no wheel. I'm just, I just preached. I done dug the, your daddy's funeral and I'm covering it up. And, and they said, oh, no. So that we, they, they always do it. And I mean, they just kept on and kept on with it. And I, I remember I come to myself because I had a thought in my heart about hitting, that man was getting on me with that shovel. <laughs> it was in my heart. It didn't take no action. But I'm like, man, you ain't offered to do nothing. You know, I, I, just, you know, I just went and changed clothes right quick and come right back out. And, and, and I was just working. They was like, man, we won't see. Well, what's in your heart? What, what's, what's it really about? You're not even going to let the grieving time process. You probably didn't even hear the word because in your heart, it was all about what you was going to get. Well, in 1 Peter, what's happening in this, in this word of God right here is a lot of times when people get in the church, they think, they think maybe they don't get judged. We know what the Bible says about he chastises those he loves. Uh, I mean, have you ever heard it said, I mean, about, well, I'm, I'm just thinking about this way, about children. If uh, somebody else was to come over, they not your child, you, you know, they may say, come on, son, and then help him right here. But if it's your son or your daughter or whatever, whatever you own, you're going to be harder on them. Why? Because you want to make sure that you that you help them in every kind of way to teach them all that you can. And, and, and so then sometimes, you know, if it's been said that maybe coming home earlier than what you think, and so maybe they, they would say, well, everybody else don't have to, why, why is it everybody else don't have to come in and, 
And maybe you'd say, it ain't about everybody else that I, I love you more because you're my son, because I'm taking care of you. Lord, the Father in heaven, when he saved us, there's a lot of things that we need to understand as saved folks that if you ever get entangled or something, your heart gets a little bit off. You start taking up resident with somebody maybe that's a gospel or somebody just a negative attitude or, or somebody that's not, uh, you know, yoked up with the things of the Lord. Don't want to see people saved, not, not have an interest in coming to church or maybe just show up when they get ready. You, you, you got to watch it because what, what happens is the old saying is misery, Brother Randy loves company. People that are miserable, they want you miserable. Matter of fact, if you're happy, you know, I mean, if, they, if they're miserable, there's no way they can, they can sit around Brother Billy. I noticed Brother Bill, while I go my brother-in-law, when he, he took up an offering, Brother Larry, he was walking back down through there, and he wasn't ready for what was going to happen. He didn't know about them arms, and I seen you, Bill, Brother Billy, but got you. Yeah. Old Bill, had to, he had to dodge that swing that was coming because he's happy. Judgment had fell. A question had been asked. A question had been asked in such a polite way by the church because the church, even that day, wouldn't be no demanding church. They were just people of their own free will was doing something of that time. But it was even said it was yours. It was yours to do whatever you want to with it. You'd got the land. It was your land. It was going to be your land anyway. But the question was, why have you lied about it? Why have you come and just flat out lied? So because of that lie, the man and wife in the church judgment come upon them. Let me read you a scripture in 1 Peter 4, 17. Everything that we're reading in this Bible, you've got to realize it's been over 2,000 years ago all this was written. wasn't written last week. It says, for the time has come. You know, we look at TVs, we think, man, this thing got bad. It's always been bad. Yeah. Maybe bad in a different way, maybe whatever, but I'm going to tell you something. The Bible said perilous times are going to come, and it's been that way for uh, down through the century. It's a different way. It's a new way. As I heard somebody say, it's a new kind of destruction coming, but it's always been that way. I can remember being a young boy. I can remember the preachers preaching about man. They, they'd say, listen, he said, Jesus, they'd say, Jesus is going to have to come. If not, he's going, God's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. And this was back 30, 40 years ago. Man, they just thought it was so bad. So it's always been bad. Look, look at this scripture in 1 Peter 4, 17. It says, for the time has come that judgment must first start in the house of God. Mm. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be to those that obey not the gospel? If God in heaven, just because of a person that's in the church, working in the church, and willing to give to the church, but would come in the church and would lie about something that, that he was doing that he didn't have to do, and judgment's going to come into them, it says, what's the end going to be, Carl, to those that are not in the church? In verse 18, it says, and if the righteous scarcely be saved. It's trying to show us that people in the church, the only reason why, the only reason why you're going to go to heaven. And, and I, I, think, I think what happens a lot of times is 
is we just get to thinking after God saved us right there at an altar. Man, we just got this credit card about being saved. And you know what? If we don't want to do nothing from the heart and we don't want to be serious about the things of God, hey, it don't matter. We think it don't matter. I, I got this grace credit card. But what you need to know is just like you're going to discipline your children, just, call, just like you're going to watch over your children, just because if one of your child was to say you stand right there and they jumped out in front of the truck, yes, you would reach and grab them. But after the truck went by, Brother Carl, you'd be sure to tell them, don't you understand? Don't you understand what I'm trying to do? I am trying my best to protect you. I'm trying my best to look over you. I'm trying my best to make sure that if something, if I'm not here one day, you, you need to learn. You got to look both ways before you cross. But I think a lot of times as we make that walk down the aisle, as we go through the baptistry, and even we have truly asked Jesus to come in our heart and save us, we lose the seriousness of the things of God. We just, we just lose the seriousness of it. We just think, well, you know what? I, man, I, boy, I got in late last night. We can say, I got in late last night. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, God knows everything, and I'm just tired, and I don't want to doubt for nobody's spirit. <laughs> I just think I'm going to lay in this morning. After God done been good to us, after God done blessed us, and then if you don't watch it, somebody's going to call you, and you really ain't got a two-cent answer to give them. You ain't got no excuse, Brother Ta Sister Tammy, not to be in the house of the Lord, and somebody called you and said, man, where was you? Man, I got a little late. I got up. I had a busting headache. Man, I, I got nauseas in my stomach. And the Holy Ghost is saying, you lying thing, you. You didn't have no headache. You were just lazy. You would have done anything else. If the grandchildren would have showed up, you would have jumped up. If somebody would have brought out a brand new something that we want to see, Brother Al, right out in the driveway, well, you want to go ride? Yeah, well, I'm going to Jackson. I ain't going to be back coming out. Well, I'm all in. Boy, it's real easy. It's real easy when you lose the seriousness. Lose the seriousness. Everybody I've always been around, there's two things that I, that I try to put in folks. Listen. Don't ever lie. Don't start lying. Don't never, never start lying. If you ever start lying, if you ever start giving an excuse, a false excuse, why? You know what liars do? Eventually they turn into thieves. Somebody's going to lie to you. Eventually it's going to steal from you. They're going to start taking a high in the world. They're going to do that. Look here. They won't put down the right hours. How many hours you got? <laughs> they ain't even seen them. I think around 94 this week, I think. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, no, nah, well, I worked all night. You know, I, I didn't call you. I, you know, I just, I mean, they just turn in that way. Man, a heart. Man, when you lose the heart to be serious about the thing, like I'm serious about the time I want to turn in. I'm serious about what I'm owed. I'm, uh, I'm serious about what they owe me, you know, and, and so... I, I just want to keep a good heart about things. But Scripture says, if the righteous scarcely be saved, how we that's done been saved and how, and how, the, 
how the flesh wars against the spirit. All you got to do is watch, folks. Man, they start giving excuses. Man, their heart gets so far. Remember the verse I told you that said, their lips will be so close. Man, they can strike up a conversation about the Lord. Their lips will be so close. But you know what? Their heart has done got away. Let me tell you something. Give God your heart. If you give God your heart, you won't have to worry about them lips. If you give God the worship and the praise and all that he, that he deserves and don't hold back from God for what you ought to give to him. I mean, let folks know when somebody say, how you doing? Man, I'm glad you told me, man, I'm in church. I'm serving God. I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm going to tell you something. It's a good lie. Well, these people, they, they didn't tell the truth. They didn't tell the truth. Proverbs 23, 7, it says these words. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so easy. As a man thinketh in his heart, so easy, so easy. So, so we, we got to think about, we got to think about that. So what, 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 what it said in verse 4, it said, While this remained, was it not yours? And when it was sold, was it not thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied to man, but they had lied to God. In verse 3 it said, and Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Why? You know, we know about the scripture. We won't, we won't necessarily go over there. Maybe I, I can get it just real, real quick in Matthew uh, chapter 12 and verse 30. Surely I can find it. Matthew 12 in verse 30, I, I want to read it. it. It'll mean something. Matthew 12, verse 30, it says these words in red writing. It said, he that is not with me is against me. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blaspheming against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world and neither in the world to come. So it's a serious thing. And uh, I, I made a I made, I made a, a point down here to, to write three things down that I want to say to you. Why did he die? Why did his wife die? Carl, wouldn't it be something to die spiritually? Wouldn't it be something to get up next week? You ain't nurtured the things of God. Bible said be filled with the Holy Ghost. You, you hadn't kept that tank, that reservoir up. You, you done got to the point because of maybe corona. You done got to the point that you, you feel real comfortable staying home. Now it's real easy to use it for an excuse. You need brick for a job, and I'm sure Brother Sammy knows everything you get ready to order and everything you need. It didn't come in. must be corona. You want a refrigerator? Can't get no refrigerator, Bill. You've been talking about trying to get one. You and John Wayne, praise God. God bless y'all with refrigerator this week. Can't get no refrigerator. I... I Heard my brother back there, Leon, he was talking about it, lived in Dixon about 
refrigerators, shortest refrigerators, everything. Go to order windows for a job. Can't get them. Corona. Corona got everything. They had to clean the factory up. It's Corona. And everything's been blamed on Corona. Corona ain't got to do your heart. What are you doing on them Sunday mornings? What are you doing on that stay home deal? You reading your Bible? You praying to God? Are you still praying, Lord, save my family? Are you still praying, God, we need a revival, Lord, we need... Are you even praying about, Lord, get the corona out of the way? Let's get, let's get this gone. You know what? If the church would just go to praying, man, God would just sweep through here and just get it all gone. Jeremiah 33, 3 is our favorite verse. Just call upon me. He said that and I'll answer thee. Right. I've been waiting. I've been sitting by the phone. Three things. Why did they die? Boy, it's a big word that God gave them offices when they toyed. You ever seen a cat play with a mouse? Hmm. Michael, he just toys with him, don't he? Knows he got him. Knows he got him. He's confident. I mean, that, that mouse is absolutely, he just don't grab him and he just don't eat him up. He's real confident. I was trying to tell he something yesterday about boxing a cow. I said, this ain't going to work. You got to be confident that you cowboy enough that you can box that cow in that corner. Let them roll that trash off you and you come out with your cow. You can't be bringing all the cows. You just got to box your cow. Of course, he won everything yesterday, and I didn't win nothing. But anyway, he, I said, you got to be confident. The Bible talks about being, being confident in the Lord and about the things of the Lord. But I'm going to tell you something. That mouse ain't in no hurry. And a lot of people, when it comes to things of God, they toy around with it. They just play around with it. And I guess this is a great, this, this is a message that I want to get to you is, and I want to tell you what that state trooper told me that time that I had to go to that driving school deal because somehow or another he thought I was speeding. I can't, I don't know why. But he was trying to explain about tires and how when they're on pavement and wet pavement and how much really rubber is touching the road at one time. And he was saying, just think. All through that thing, he said, just think, people. And he was trying to tell us if we drive from here to Memphis how much Quicker you're going to get there if you drive 10 more miles an hour, you know, it ain't even going to matter. When you go to toying around with the things of the Lord, these, this man and wife, for absolutely no reason, absolutely no reason at all, no reason, hadn't got nothing to do with the land, ain't got nothing to do with the amount of money, it didn't even have to do with their giving. They could have gave or not gave. It was theirs to do what with they wanted to. But you know what? They, they toyed with God. Man, let me tell you something. You can play around with your friend. I, and I'm, I'm all about that. You know, I, I remember a time back in riding horses. We knew that this guy was going to always wait to the last minute to get on his horse, you know. And we'd always tell him, man, get on your horse. Ronnie Holmes, boy, he... He's tough about that. They'll be calling his name, Ronnie Holmes in the hole, you know. Next man up, Ronnie will be just driving up. They ain't even got his horse out of the trailer. Like, y'all, Ronnie's not going to be here. He's, he just got his, 
He's going to be a wild man. He's got to groom his horse. He's got a certain way he's going to do things. Y'all need to put him way on down the list. But this other guy, we, we already knew. And boy, here he come around here. And boy, he's ready to jump on that horse. So what we do, I'd go out there and loosen his girt. <laughs> boy, here he come running around and jump on that horse. And that saddle went down, you know, like, man, you need to hurry up there waiting on Man, somebody... And we on and on and on, we messed around with a friend about that saddle. I better check my saddle. Somebody been messing with my saddle. Let me tell you something. This man and wife, they went to messing with God. They went to messing with the things of God. They went to kind of using, you ain't even got to say it because it's out of the abundance of the heart anyway. So, well, I... I don't think I, you ain't got to say it. I'm just saying you, you better protect what you got in your heart because God is looking off in the heart of the believer of the church. And this morning I was just like, Lord, I don't want to preach this message. I, I don't know why. And as the Holy Ghost of God was dealing with me, I thought, I think this morning that we probably got more church folks and 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 serious people here and what we call our church family. And, and I can plainly see why God was just driving home like, man, let them know it's the heart. You know, if we even go back to the, the lady, she just gave a little old Mike, Larry Cook, just a little sense, you know. But she had a heart. She gave all she had. So God, God, man, he owns it all. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Seek ye first his will to be faithful in the Lord's house. Seek ye first his will to tell your neighbor about the Lord. Share your testimony with somebody. Whatever that is, there's a whole lot of ways you can give to the Lord. But man, don't start lying. Don't start making excuses why you can't be in the Lord's house. Don't, don't go to the Lord. I wonder how many times this has happened, saints, in our life. Do you remember when we was in that destitute way at an altar to be saved? I wonder what we promised the Lord right there. I wonder what kind of deal we made to the Lord. I wonder what kind of heart we had right there at the altar if we truly got saved. I mean, realizing as the country song says, we was just like a snowball headed for hell, but God come along and rescued us. And he put joy and peace and happiness and we can work and we can work hard every day. But man, we don't have Satan just pounding us every day. Why? Because we've gave our life to Jesus. You, you just watch. All you got to do is watch. Somebody's not faithful to the things of the Lord and not faithful to the Lord, don't you hook up your wagon that way. Don't you hook up your wagon that way. I remember one time, and we can do this to just anything, as Mr. Bill, my father-in-law, was working with this man, and, and this is not even about giving of money today whatsoever. It'd it be like your life. You give your life, and God will take care of all this other. But I remember he... He told Mr. Bill, he said, do you know what I'd have to give? Do you know what I'd have to give if I gave 10%? Do you understand what I'd have to give? Him and Mr. Bill, Brother Ronnie, was talking about giving to the Lord. 
Mr. Bill said, well, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to start praying for you that next year you won't have that problem. Huh? That you just won't have that problem, that you'll just be so burdened. Boy, ain't it hard. Ain't it? I mean, we just get blessed. Ain't it hard just to, just to give and how, how God, he didn't just give us eternal life. He just didn't start right there. Man, he just been bountifully blessing us every day. Just bountifully. Here you come. Bless you with this child. Here you go. That child's good. Bless you with another child. That child's good. My word, bless you here. Then they grow up and bless you another way. Then bless you with grandchildren. Just bless you with good help. Just heal your body where you ain't got no sickness no more. I mean, he just keeps on bountifully. He just keeps on bountifully blessing you. And all I'm talking about, just have a real heart for God. Say, God, I don't know what I'm doing, but here's what I want to do. I don't want to start lying. Now, I don't want to start toying with the Holy Ghost. I don't want to start toying with that. I don't want to start playing around with that. Three things and we'll be closed. And look at why did they die? Why did they die? They toiled with something. They toyed with something bigger than anything. The Holy Ghost. They toyed with something bigger than anything. Jesus, see, you got the Father and you got the Son and then you got the Holy Ghost. The Father in heaven, the Son is at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Ghost is what he sent down there. That's that thing that's nudging you. That's that thing that's, that's calling you to come, come forward. That's that thing. And I, 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 I can remember several times. I can remember being, being in a revival and, 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 and the pastor's wife just would lie. He would have to get up there and just lie. Well, she's not going to be here tonight. So-and-so, so-and-so. We, we had revival. But, but when it, when on Saturday night when it was... Going out to eat steak night, she was well, always well on Saturday night. So one day, me just being the cowboy that I am, I had a talk with her. I said, you need to quit that. And I brought this passage up. I said, you need to quit that. If you don't want to go to church, <laughs> it's your life. <laughs> just like that was their land. The Bible said, if you want to be ignorant, it's your, it's your life. <laughs> you don't want to be a part, it's your life. It's your life to do what you want to do with it. The Bible said, if you want to be lost, be lost. But don't start lying to the Holy Ghost. First thing they taught was something that was bigger than anything, the Holy Ghost. I don't know about you, saints of God, but I thank God for the Holy Ghost. There will come a day, we read over in Thessalonians, that everything that's good, the Holy Ghost is going to be taken from this place. Won't be no Holy Ghost anymore. Won't be no Spirit of God no more. All that will be here, the Bible says, He's going to send a strong delusion, and all that will be left is a complete lie. You don't want to be here that day. Number two, they didn't take the Holy Ghost serious. They didn't take the... Seek ye first the kingdom. I mean, I, I, I would just think, Brother Al, that, that it ought to be, it, it, our spiritual growth ought to be, Lord, 
At the end of the day, as they say, at the end of the day, my only fear is if I treated you right. What if God only blessed you what tomorrow for what you thanked him for yesterday? Lord, at the end of the day, I just want to make sure that I've done you right. Huh? See, if you, you do right with him, you won't have no problem with them. <laughs> Lord, am I doing right with you? Have I reneged on when you saved my soul on what I was going to do? Have I just lied to the Holy Ghost when you said, man, I, I love God with all my heart? Boy, you got to watch that. You might, we might want to go into about a two-hour praying spell before we would even say something like that. So they toyed. They toyed with something they shouldn't have been toyed with. And they didn't take the Holy Ghost serious. Number three, when the Holy Ghost of God, the saints of God, because these were church people in the church, given to the church. The wrong answer. The wrong answer. He asked, why did you answer this way? Ask the wife the same question. Why, after you've already seen your husband gone, why did you answer that way? The wrong answer would be a grave mistake. It was a grave mistake for them. They was both buried in a grave because they gave the wrong answer. Saint of God, let me tell you something. If you want to be saved today, I'm going to be glad to meet you a few minutes down at this altar. But when I was in this office over here studying about 7.30 this morning, I wasn't really thinking about lost people at that time when this message came up. I was thinking about saved folks. I was thinking about people that they could go back and they could say, wait a minute, the Holy Ghost of God pricked my heart. It drew me by the Holy Spirit. Carl, it could say, when I walked down that aisle, I meant business with God. I knew what I was doing. Man, I was on the bottom of the bottom. I knew what no other help for me. I didn't know, I knew if I didn't get help, I knew <clears throat> that not only one day I was going to go to hell, but look, I was going to live in hell while I'm living right here. I wish I could put the Holy Ghost in a fire hydrant and a water hose and have it stuck right here and spray it on every one of y'all. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about there ain't no living like living for God. There ain't no living like living and have the Holy Spirit of God, even though it's whooping you, even though it's quickening you, even though it's tuning on you all the time. Man, have you got to get on me all the time? Yes. Have you got to be trying to teach me something all the time if you're going to get any smarter? Somebody asked you sometimes, how'd you do that? So I can't tell you how to do that. If I, if I told you how I did that, you know everything I know. Can't tell you how I did that. No. God wants to tell you all about every obstacle and every situation that you're ever going to go through. He wants to go in and fill your tank. So when you, when you hit the next trial, when you hit the next test, if you don't toil with him, he wants to go on and put that in you before that, before that situation ever rises. I just didn't know what to do. 
I guess I made the wrong decision. And that decision was a life-changing decision. How will you answer the Lord today? If the Lord comes to you and asks you a question about the serious things of God, how are you going to answer? What, what are you going to say? Will you lie? What about when it comes to the precious things of God? When it comes to being faithful, how, how much longer? I wonder how much longer. Do you know, Brother Samuel, we was talking about they're going to they have a vaccine. They got it already. They got in people. They want to say, you want to you be, be the one to take the chance? Let's give it to you, maybe. When all that's over, do you know the people still going to be using that? When they say it's all over, <laughs> they're going to look just like they look when my president was elected. They looked like they done got slapped in the face with a flash. What, they couldn't get over it. It's over, man. <laughs> this guy's going to be the president for four years. I mean, get over it. When they say it's over, there's going to be church folks. And they could be saved. I'm saying. They could be saved, but they done lied to the Holy Ghost enough. I want to say to you, when this mess is over, you don't need to be lying while you ain't in the Lord's house. What we need to do, if we're going to get ready to lie, Sister Laura, what we need to do is say, no, I tell you what, I'm coming to church Sunday morning because I done got a bad deal on me and all God wants is my life. That's all he wants is my life. He don't really want nothing else. If he gets that, look here, then we'll do automatically what we ought to do. I tell you what I'm going to do, I'm going to get an altar. I'm not going to be lying to the Holy Ghost about the things of the Lord. And last, as Kata comes to the piano, can, can I say this to you one more time? I know this is a different deal that we in, this corona deal. Everywhere I go, they ask me, Brother Eddie, y'all having church? Yes, sir, we're having church. It's in Forest, Mississippi yesterday, last night. This man that I know I preached in the churches that he lives around there, and he would come. I preached revival. He said, Brother Eddie, we... We'd have, a, we'd have 350 folks in the church. And we'll be lucky tomorrow if we have 35. And he said, you know what my fear is, Brother Eddie? He said, a whole lot of them ain't going to come back. They're not coming back. Well, I said, well, i tell you what they're going to do. When Mama dies, they'll be back. <laughs> they're going to eat the pastor, preach the funeral. The Lord is nothing to be toyed with, y'all. I've told you once, and I, the Lord can sweep through here and do some things. I told you about preaching in Franklin, Tennessee, and I was going through the town, got off the Interstate 40, and made my way through there. Leon, you know exactly where I'd be going through there. The day after 9-11, when the airplanes done run through them twin towers, the Sunday after that, let me tell you something. I couldn't even drive through town. There's a church right there in Franklin. I, I had to just ease my way through there. I went down there and preached because I preached early before they started the horse event. So now I'm coming back. They was going in when I come through there. When I come back through, they was letting out. Clay, I couldn't even make my way through there. 
Had to just wait till all them church folks got out of the way. It might have been two or three months after that when I went back. I didn't even have to slow down. I didn't have to slow down. What was their hearts? What was their hearts about? Lord, I don't want no cheese. I just want out the trout. Heart. Why was the heart for coming? They were scared. We need to come to church, Brother Randy, because we love Jesus. We need to come to church because we don't know that he's been good to us. We need to come to church because he done gave us everlasting life means, man, this ain't it. <laughs> Lord, 